podcast today we're gonna be diving into a little bit of my personal story how i lost 75 pounds but mainly what i would do differently if i did it all over again how would i have lost 75 pounds differently having clarity of hindsight so we're going to touch on that today and i'm going to lead off by starting with a little bit of my story because if you guys have followed me for a while you're probably already familiar with it if you haven't though it's a great story well I'll let you be the judge of that. But I think it's obviously important context to, t- context to tell you what I would do differently. So my story, uh, we're going to have to go back to the beginning here to right about high school. I'd always been active as a kid, so I never struggled with my weight. Um, it just naturally stayed off. Oftentimes, I got too skinny during basketball season where, you know, balancing school, basketball, trying to eat, I'd always under eat, I'd lose 15, 20 pounds during basketball season seemed to happen to every one of us guys. We'd brag about it during the season. But all that to say, being active, playing sports always helped me keep the weight off. So it was something I never struggled with. And then I went to college. I was no longer playing sports and I was walking around campus some, but I was far less active. I also happened to have a dining hall buffet style available to me multiple times per day and said dining hall had a Froyo station, much like what you see from the popular stores nowadays, but it was quote unquote free in my dining hall, free to me, thanks dad. And I went ham because basically every time I walked in there, I'd be like, well, like a little bit of chicken sounds good, but why would I pass on having a slice of pizza too? But also there's the lasagna and that's only once a week. Why would I not grab those? And so basically every time I would just grab what I thought was a conglomeration that ended up being the size of about one meal, when in reality it was like two or three meals. And I was doing that multiple times per day. And I was doing Froyo, like probably minimum every day. I don't think I ever did it multiple times, but you you better believe your boy went to town and did the Froyo and all the toppings and all that good stuff. So all that said, my activity went way down. My food went way up. The quality also went down. And I gained a lot of weight. I'm not exactly sure how much freshman year, but I do know that I left the freshman 15 far behind. Probably more like doubled that. It happened fast. I gained throughout sophomore, junior year as well. Going into senior year, I want to say I want to say it was about 235. Well, I guess coming out of junior year, going into summer before senior year. And I just had to do something about it. So I worked my butt off all summer. I believe I lost about 30 pounds over the course of those three months, probably just because I wasn't drinking. I was eating at home with my parents. I was working out a lot. And the weight basically fell off at that point. I maintained it for a while going into or through senior year, probably about that first semester. I kept up with with working out and going to the gym. I ate a little bit better, still not as good as probably at home, but I ate better. And I maintained that weight loss for a little while. And then all the drinking, partying, eating out, all that good stuff returned in full force. I fell back into my old habits. By the end of senior year, I'd put all the weight back on. By a couple of months after senior year, I was flirting with about 250. Is is about my peak. Was right at about 250. So this was, I was 23, 24, a couple years out of college, 
really heavy. And I just never kind of lost that identity as someone who is thin and who played sports and never worried about their weight. You know, I knew I'd put on some pounds, but I didn't really truly know or accept how much I had let it go and let it get out of hand. And so again, you know, clothes are fitting tighter. I was more uncomfortable in my body, but it didn't seem like that big of a deal. And then one day it was. One day I was brushing my teeth. Normal thing I'd done multiple times a day for many, many years while I was overweight. And for some reason, one day it hit me. And as my hand bounced back and forth, scrubbing my teeth, my belly bounced back and forth with it. And I could feel it. I could see it. And for some reason that day it just broke me. Like it it brought that acceptance of what I'd been trying to not see the entire time. And that was that I'd gotten really overweight. I'd gotten really unhealthy. And so it's time to do something about it. So at the time I was living downtown Chicago with some friends, which is tough when you're trying to lose weight because the moment you step foot out your door, you're within a stone's throw of some of the most amazing restaurants in the country. So I moved home. Something every 24, 25 year old wants to do while they're single post-college is to move home with mom and dad. But my dad's a really healthy guy, has always been really active, has always tried to eat really well. And so I knew that number one, I needed to get out of the environment that I was in that wouldn't be very helpful. And number two, I needed to go surround myself and put myself into an environment that would be healthier, put myself closer to somebody who I could follow his lead. And so I did that. I moved home. I started working out damn near every day. I was really intimidated to go into the gym since I was so uncomfortable in my own body. So I started working out at home. Fortunately, my dad had equipment. He had home videos. I started doing P90X through Beachbody, which some of you may be familiar with. And I started eating healthier. So when it came to nutrition, I made two rules right out of the gate. These are only rules that I really made other than just having the general idea of I wanted to eat healthier. So the two, two rules were don't drink my calories. You know, I would drink sodas or fruit juices or just things that were largely empty calories. Not all liquid calories are bad, but this was an easy way for me to reduce my calorie intake and also help increase how full I felt. Because again, oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes liquid calories, they're not very filling. They ended up being kind of wasted. So I made that rule. Don't drink my calories. And I also said no added sugar. And that was obviously much, much tougher to come by or to follow through on because every almost every product that has somewhat of processing in it has some added sugar. But I tried my best to stick to that, and I did a really, really good job. At the end of the day, what having no added sugar really does is direct you towards whole foods, to mostly minimally to unprocessed foods, to not boxed and bagged type foods. You know, not no bars or shakes or things like that. Things that are typically found in the the middle aisles of the grocery store. And so, you know, now I'll probably put it in that context. Eat more whole foods. But me saying no added sugar essentially did the same thing for me. It put that focus on eating home-cooked whole foods. And so those are the two rules that I follow. And I still enjoyed my family Friday night pizza. That was a tradition for us. I still did that. I just did so in more moderation. Whereas before, I would just go ham because I could, because it didn't matter, because I was always active. 
This time I, I made a point to slow down, slow down my eating and eat a little bit less. Still have it, still enjoy it quite a bit. Like I still put away a lot of pizza. Don't you, don't you get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. But I tried to moderate myself a lot more. I tried to follow my dad. He's a slow eater, always has been. I didn't understand when I was a kid why, and now I do, because it helped him moderate his appetite and how much he ate. And so most of the time, I would try and match him piece for piece. And I, and both in terms of like the quantity that I ate, but also how quickly I ate it. So oftentimes I was taking a piece at a time. And I would eat that, and then I would sit and I would wait. I'd wait for my dad to finish his piece. And then I'd grab another one. And I just continually tried to, to match myself to what to his pace and his quantity. And that helped a lot. And, you know, sometimes I would eat a little bit more. Sometimes I would eat the same amount. But I would always try and slow it way down. And that really, really helped me to moderate. But those were the tool rules I made, <clears throat> along with the fact that, again, I picked up my activity. So I worked out five, six days a week. I did at-home workouts. Um, I followed the videos. Followed P90X. I did it on a cycle, so I didn't do it just for 90 days. I did it probably three, four times back to back to back because it was what I was comfortable with. And it was at home, so I didn't have to go to a gym. It was much more convenient and much less intimidating for me. But that's what got me going. And after about three months, I felt much better about myself. I felt like I looked better in the mirror. felt like my clothes fit better. I knew for sure that I felt better. I hadn't weighed myself in that whole time. I did that intentionally. I didn't want to worry about the scale. I just wanted to worry about the behaviors, which in hindsight was very, very smart. That I will stand behind. That is not something I would do differently. And it is something I would suggest. Not that you don't have to weigh yourself or can't weigh yourself, but put stock into your actions, not the results, not the outcomes. Because if you do that, you're going to be much more consistent. But even so, it can be frustrating. And this was a frustrating moment for me because I did step on the scale for the first time after about three months. And my expectation going in was about a 15-pound weight loss, give or take a little bit. And I stepped on the scale and I'd lost like three to five pounds. I was very, very disheartened because I'd been on point for three months. I've been crushing it by my estimation. And again, just looking at me, I was like, oh, easy, easy 15 pounds down. Like 10 is guaranteed. 15 is more likely. 20 would be a stretch, but possible. And I wasn't even close. Just a few pounds. And I almost threw in the towel right then and there because I was like, what am I doing all this shit for over three months, totally upheaving my entire lifestyle for three measly pounds? So I almost I almost quit right then. And obviously, I'm very, very glad that I didn't. I just put my head down. And I kept going. I decided to, again, refocus on the efforts, not the outcomes. Because I knew, I knew something positive was happening. As frustrating as it was to not see that confirmed on the scale, I had other evidence that positive things were happening and I had to just keep going. And so that's what I did. And about a year after that, so a little over a year later, I was down 75 pounds. I kept doing all those same things. I was just ruthlessly consistent about doing those small sample size things. And that got me to my goal. I lost 75 pounds. I went from about 250 to a little under 175. I think my lowest was like 172 or 173. But a funny thing happened there. And this is where we'll get into how I would have done this a little bit differently. 
because I was extremely happy with my weight loss. Super proud of myself. It was a very tough, tough thing to do. It was arguably one of the most challenging things that I've done in my life. And yet I got to my goal. And I was still a little bit unhappy. I was very happy at being thin. That was ultimately my goal going into it. Pure vanity. I wanted to be thinner. Did that. But when I looked in the mirror, I felt more skinny and small than like thin and lean. Felt almost skinny fat. I didn't have the muscle mass that I'd hoped. And that's when I realized I'd have to change courses again. Not again. For the first time. In order to truly reach my goal. Because I did reach my goal. My goal, again, was just weight loss. I wanted to get that body fat off. And I did that. But again, I went from fat to skinny fat. And it wasn't what I wanted for myself. Maybe for you. You know, it could be something different. Everybody's desire for how they want to look is slightly different. So for somebody else, that might have been great. For me, it just wasn't what I wanted. I wanted more muscle. I wanted more tone. I wanted more definition. I wanted to be stronger. And I hadn't done it in a way that would be conducive for that. So first and foremost, what I would have done differently is I would have had less focus on calorie-burning workouts, which is basically what I was doing with Beachbody. I was burning just a shitload of calories. So it was almost like cardio with weights. For the most part... It was. And looking back now, as somebody who is a strength coach and programs workouts professionally, it was not optimal working out. I can tell you that right now for home workouts, there or at least home video workouts, those types of things, beach body type things, don't rely on their programming. I'm so, so thankful for it because it got me into working out that eventually led to uh, an actual passion of mine and me really, really enjoying working out. It obviously helped me lose weight but it's not the best way to work out. And so I'm grateful for it, and I also understand that a lot can be improved in home videos like those. So I'll take the focus on, on workouts like those that really are just about burning calories, getting your heart rate up, getting you sweating, and I'll put the focus on muscle-building workouts, and I'll put the focus on progressive overload. So even though with P90X, you're doing some movements that are traditional strength training movements, movements that I still use to this day, that the time sets... And so I would use the same weights every week and use them for the same time. And so I wasn't progressively overloading because I wasn't either doing sets for longer. You can still do time. You just have to change the variable. I wasn't doing sets heavier week over week. And so that's part of what led to me not feeling strong and muscular by the time I'd lost all that weight. I hadn't done any progressive overload. I hadn't increased the weight. I hadn't made any changes in that regard. And so I'll put, again, more of that focus on building muscle within my workouts. Because especially when you're new, when you're first into working out, you have the opportunity for what's called newbie gains. Most, pretty much every person who's an experienced lifter is very, very difficult to lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. It is a long, slow process if you're an experienced lifter. If you want to hang around at maintenance and build muscle, it's going to take you a long, long time to do so in any way that is significant. Can be do it, it can be done, but you have to be wildly patient because it's not really possible. So really, it's just over the course of a long period of time. You have some days where you're in a surplus, some days where you're in a deficit, and eventually over time, you're able to do a little bit of both. But when you're a newbie, you open up this window of being able to build muscle and lose fat at the same time much more effectively. 
And I wish I would have taken advantage of that. And if I had spent some time at the beginning building up my metabolism and increasing protein and focusing on that muscle building, it would have made it easier to lose that weight down the line. I already had three months before I really started seeing appreciable weight loss on the scale. If I had spent those first three months building muscle and building my metabolism and then dropping calories, I would have seen a much better, much better progress or at least a much better end result in terms of the visual, the look that I was going for because I would have had more muscle. So you want to take advantage of that initial time period where you're able to build muscle and lose fat much more efficiently as a newbie. Don't miss out on that opportunity. I did. And again, I think it held me back a little bit, just purely from that vanity perspective. And that's an important perspective as well. It's not it's not the be-all, end-all, but it is important for all of us, even if we do primarily get into this to be healthier, to spend more time with our kids, to feel stronger. We also want to look damn good, and that's okay. And so I was, I was looking a lot better. I wasn't fat anymore. Got that W, but I still wasn't happy with the end result. I still wanted to be stronger, more muscular. And so I had to, again, I had to refocus. I had to learn how to program better and more effectively, and I did that. And that's why I sit closer to 200 pounds today. Most of that difference being muscle. And it's because mostly because I changed up my workouts and I changed up my eating. I started focusing more on protein, which is very, very important. If you want to build your physical structure, if you want to build muscle, strengthen your bones and your tendons and your ligaments, you're going to need protein. And so, again, the biggest mistake that I think I made was focusing on just burning calories in my workout, focusing on sweating, getting my heart rate up, and not focusing on muscle building. If I had done that from the very beginning, I think I would have been even more successful with the weight loss. I would have also been much more successful with the visual with how the end result of how I looked turned out. I think I would have been much, much happier. So that was the biggest mistake. There's two other things that I'll touch on because I do I do not regret not tracking. So throughout that entire time, I did eat intuitively. I didn't track a single thing. I didn't really know much about it, to be honest. I just started eating healthier and, you know, made some of those rules to help cut down on calories and increase quality. But I think tracking would have helped. It would have brought an even bigger awareness around food, both in terms of the quality and quantity. And that's what I use it for. With my clients, we want to know how much you're eating. Just like a financial budget, if you're overspending your money, you need to see where it's going. And you need to see the quantity and budget it out. And food works in exactly the same way. And sometimes it's so that you can reduce it. And sometimes like what I use it for now is to make sure that I'm well nourished, to make sure that I'm eating enough. You got to use it for your goals. And it can be not just about restriction. And in fact tracking it, I think, would have allowed me to enjoy a little bit more freedom that I did not give myself at first. I was very, very strict at first. And a lot of times you have to be. You have to learn that discipline. You have to be overly strict and then pull it back rather than thinking, hey, I have a lot of wiggle room here. I can make a lot of little mistakes and still hit my goals. Yeah, learn how to do hard shit. And not only do you need to learn how to do it, but you have to prove to yourself that you can. And that is a very important part of the process. And being strict is very hard. And so learning that discipline, it's a very valuable thing. 
But also at some point, it would have been nice to enjoy myself a little bit more. Like I said, I never, I never cut out family fried a pizza. But I think I would have been able to enjoy things more consistently throughout if I'd had tracking, if I'd been a little bit more flexible with that tracking. And then again, I think it would have taught me a lot more about the quantities that were in my food. It would have taught me about protein sooner. It would have taught me about carbs and how those can fuel my workouts even more and can fuel that muscle growth that I was looking for. It would have taught me about fats and hormone health. I would have just learned more by having to, to gain that skill. And so again, I don't, I don't think it was a mistake to not track, but I think it is a very valuable tool at the outset. And if I'd done it in a healthy way, I think it would have been very beneficial because there's a way to do it unhealthy. And I've been there too. And then the last thing I would have done was I would have put more emphasis on daily steps. So fortunately for me, I went from being a couch potato, spending all my, my evenings on the couch playing Mario Kart for the most part, and I was very, was and is very good. So don't come at with me with Mario Kart unless you want your life ruined. But I worked a desk job and then I would sit at home. So I basically had no activity. So fortunately for me, adding almost daily workouts was a big boost to my activity. But I didn't have any focus on daily steps and I still worked a desk job. So my activity outside of exercise was still very, very low. So looking back, I would have placed much more of an emphasis on just getting more walks getting more general activity that would have helped a ton with not only my weight loss but my recovery from workouts with my digestion and nutrient assimilation would allow me to maybe eat just a little bit more while still being in a deficit and just enjoy it a little bit more so i definitely would have put a much bigger emphasis on those daily steps as well so those are really the three biggest things that i would have done differently during my journey of losing 75 pounds which obviously I was very, very successful with. So again, I don't regret a single thing that happened. You know, I don't advocate using P90X workouts, but I'm again, grateful for them because they did spark a love and health and fitness. They were there for me as my workouts as I lost 75 pounds. And so I regret nothing, but there were some, some things that I would correct knowing what I know now and looking back with hindsight being 2020. So at the end of the day, what I would do is I would, again, I'd focus less on calorie burning workouts, more on muscle building workouts, progressively overloading. I would find a way to track in a way that just gained more education around food, what makes up food, food quantity, and what's important and what's normal for me, my body shape, my body size, things like that. And then I'll put much more emphasis on daily steps. And I think honestly, if you do those three things. Let's say you want to get started today. And you said, all right, three things I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on strength training and an effort to build muscle, progressively overload that. I'm going to track my food. I'm going to make sure I'm getting enough protein, make sure I'm nourishing myself with enough calories for my goals. And then you said, I'm going to walk a ton. If you do that, you're going to make some awesome progress. Like awesome. Those are huge foundations to being healthy, to living a long time, to losing weight, to building muscle too. You just got to tweak the amount of calories you eat and if you want to turn that into muscle building. But if you just did those three things, you would see awesome results. If you were ruthless and consistent and persistent about those three things, awesome results. I can guarantee you that. And so I would have basically just supercharged my results because I was already obviously doing a lot right since I got the results that I did. But if I'd done those things, whoo, look out. 
I would have crushed it even more, which is a pretty cool thought. But that's why I do what I do now is to help people optimize that and to help them experience what I did, which was ultimately not about the vanity that we just spent this entire podcast discussing. It was about the mental shift that happened that allowed me to become the person capable of that type of transformation. So when I went into it, it was just about looking good. When I came out of it, I realized what it did for my work ethic, my discipline, my self-confidence, and that's what I want to help you guys with now. But sometimes weight loss is a part of that and can help us feel more confidence. But that's how I would have done it differently. I'm very, very happy with how it turned out. I learned a lot from the process and made me a much better coach and able to identify with people who were in those same shoes. But that's how I would have lost 75 pounds differently. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. I hope it was informative. If it was, do me a favor, share the podcast, screenshot it, share it on social media. I'd love to get more people's ears on it so that they can listen in, learn some things from my experience and what I would have done better. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for your time and attention. We'll be back with more next week.